Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monty and Mickey, the Geek Pop Culture Podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the Batman. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I do. <laughs> I do actually have a cold, so if you if my voice is a little deeper today, it's not because I'm trying to you know use a voice changer or something. I thought I just, maybe you picked up smoking for Lent. Yeah. Right. Right. Picked I, up for Lent. Trying trying to do do more damage to my lungs. Um. Anyways. Wow, that went off the rails quick yeah, this time. Doesn't, <laughs> um, doesn't take us long. We're it? talking about the Batman. Uh, Matt Reeves uh, directed. Uh, Robert he Pattinson. He co-wrote too. Cole, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, Robert Pattinson is Batman. Zoe Kravitz is Selena Kyle. Uh, She's hot. Just <laughs> there, there. I threw it out there right off the bat. I, I just want for once, just, just, <laughs> just, just for the hell of it. No, 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 no. Oh. Uh, just, just to see how, like, because in our politically correct environment just right. to see this like somebody from like my 600 pound what life like be cast as like someone who's supposed to be and then right. like as watch Catwoman. people squirm to try to be like i can't talk bad about her because it's a, you know so am i sexist if i hit her am i even more sexist if i don't hit her am i sexist if i like her i don't even what is going on i'm right. so confused <laughs> She was wearing. Never mind. Anyways, mine was a Deadpool quote. Oh yeah, of course it's Deadpool. Yeah, I, that's what I, I was I'm, doing. I'm very disappointed in myself for that. <laughs> anyways, well, it was pretty random. Yeah, <laughs> just well, it. but it makes sense right. it, now that you say that. It's like, oh yeah, you, yeah. You can hear Ryan Reynolds saying it. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so so we're gonna be talking about that, doing a quick synopsis, kind of what our thoughts were. Um, Again, spoilers. I mean, if you've listened to the show at all, you should know that everything we talk about is going to carry a spoiler warning. Uh, we were able to see it that Friday that it came out, or thir- I guess it came out on Thursday or Wednesday. I don't know. There was early showings. Um, there was a lot of marketing, though, I guess, that I would say. More so than I would have seen in the past. There was a lot of promotional stuff. I mean, I mean Little Caesars was giving away posters. And had a Batman shaped calzone. I was going to ask you, did you get that yet? The Batman. Just, that's how I got the poster. Oh, yeah. oh, that's yeah. That's how you you go. You had to do a, a carry out order. I didn't even put that together. Yeah. Day. But but it, what it reminds me of is the like late nineties, maybe two thousands kind of marketing that like right. McDonald's that was really into, pizza. and like you know like all this stuff that like a movie was coming out and all these like partners were getting in on the action right. where it was like. Collect them all, you know. You, yeah. I mean, you've got the um, the glasses. different glasses and right. stuff, you know. So it's that kind of marketing that, like, I don't know. It's just kind of cool to see that kind of stuff coming back. It's, it's kind che- of gone cheesy. away. It's super cheesy, but, but it's, it's just, gone away a lot now. Right. They say that. I mean, yeah. it's too bad because a lot of cool stuff that I collect came from right. those times. Oh yeah, I mean, even at so Marcus Theaters had their own the Batman popcorn bucket, you know, right. and then. AMC theaters had one that was actually looked like a cowl and you like opened it up like Dr. Finkelstein and put the bo- popcorn in it. It was like actual like for popcorn. Oh, really? But so cool. there was, yeah, there was just like that kind of stuff. It was just something that I noticed about this particular Lego released their sets prior to the movie coming out. Um, I know McFarlane toys. Who's the basically the, the, what is the, word i'm looking for they they do dc comics toys that's right. they have the the monopoly on it that, that they're you know their seven inch line of toys or whatever and they're so elaborate and detailed and amazing yeah they're they're very com- 
comparable to like a Black Series or a Marvel Legends. They're right. like in that that type of like they're not super expensive, but they're very high quality. Anyways, very they released quality. their Batman fig the Batman figures uh, that even came with like a motorcycle. There was a lot of stuff that was just merchandise and you know marketing that was surrounding this movie that you knew even if you didn't know anything about Batman like you knew that this if you were paying attention and like at all you know blockbuster in in in, in at all aware of what was going on in in your world you knew you at least saw that hey this is happening so right. um, so um something that stands out how was the pizza it was good it was it was a Pizza. I, I think was it was trying a to be pizza. funny when I said that, but it didn't sound funny. Oh, so I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Hey, for Bad whatever delivery. it's worth, I mean, it was a pizza. I mean, they might still be it selling looks them. Kind of funky in parts. So it's a pizza calzone. The middle part mm-hmm. is a pizza, and the ends were calzone. So it's stuffed. Yeah, basically. Right. And the ends. Pizza. Yep. Yeah. Was exactly. that calzone good? Because they don't. Yeah. Little Caesars doesn't do that a whole lot. Yeah. No. And I mean, it's not like anything like amazing, but I mean, right. I don't it was know. pretty I guess good. I'm not a foodie little, or anything. And I like Little like, Caesars. It's Batman. Right. Okay. And it's pizza. It's pizza. It's, it's hard Batman. To screw that I didn't up, have yeah. to bake it myself. <laughs> right. So, um, but anyways, what do we got for in the news? It, what What was the last? What was the date on the last one? I had not even looked. February twenty sixth. Okay. And Nikki it's with March thirteenth. So yeah, we're we're closing the gap. Yeah, we're actually. Doing a better job and getting closer together, but uh, the first one we got was how Doctor Strange two will retcon Iron Man 2's forgotten Illuminati Easter egg. Mm. Just kind of yeah. referring to things that have have long since been maybe forgotten. And I feel like this type of movie is a perfect opportunity for them to look back and be like, this little detail. Let's actually make it worth something, even though we weren't planning on that all. Right. You know. But it's still so, cool that. Right. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Is it, it's, but it's so. Because they are able to play with the multiverse, so I mean right. Patrick Stewart was in the trailer, right? The voice That's, of Patrick. I mean, so it's like they're able to just be like pick and choose. Let's milk you know? this, yeah. Because like yeah. you said, there's no way they thought when Iron Man two came out, oh, this is going to be referred to 20, and, 20 movies from now. Well, and it's also might have been something that just, as they say in the biz, um, was left on the you know cutting room floor, just left there. Yeah. You you started an idea in one of the movies and you thought you were going to carry this through in the other Iron Man movies or in an event. Right. First event or at some never... point we're going to get back to this yeah. and now we're doing it. And so it. now they're like, okay, well, let's let's bring that back. Yeah. Right. Um, the next thing um, was about the current subject matter at hand. The Batman Rotten Tomatoes audience score is currently highest of any live-action Batman movie. And we'll definitely talk about this more when we get into it, but... I mean, essentially, yeah, I've not heard – I don't think I've I've heard one negative, like – there. there's been, like, critiques, but no, like, negative reviews. Like, nobody said, oh. I don't like this movie. Like, everybody has given it, like, glowing reviews. At all levels. I mean, like, f- people that went to see the movie and critics and anybody right. else in between. The the critic the, – the one criticism that I heard from somebody who reviewed it was – there wasn't enough Bruce Wayne. It was very heavy on the Batman. You didn't see enough of Him Bruce as a, Wayne as himself. As himself right. So, but that I, doesn't. What, but that's what, not even a negative necessarily. A negative not thing. really. It's just like, hey, I, I wish I would have seen more. But it doesn't make it a bad movie. But on the other hand, and I, I won't go too far into this. I'll just say this. But this character as Batman, it seemed like he was a little more telling as Bruce Wayne than other Batman characters. Yeah. You know, he didn't like. Other movies, Batman was obviously a different, just a different 
aura than than Bruce Wayne. And this one, you could see it was the same guy. I mean, just right. his agenda, his policies, his outlook, and and you know his goals that he's trying to accomplish. It just seemed like it was more. Yeah, he was he's very, all the same. He, he thing. was focused on one of the things that um, Robert Pattinson had said was. It doesn't make any sense that Bruce Wayne is a playboy. And when you take right. a step back and think about that, it does actually, like, he, that would be distracting him from accomplishing his right. goals as Batman. And it would endanger any type of love interest that he would have if anybody found out. Right. So, from if you take it, like, obviously I love watching Bruce Wayne be the billionaire playboy. Right, especially because like, beautiful women come into play. At yeah. The point. four or five beautiful women that he's got in his, in his arms. Right. But I don't hate that part, <laughs> but I guess it's like when you, when you take a step back and you think about what type of movie this was and why he's doing what he's doing, it's like, yeah, like, and you don't see that. So right. it makes sense. But, but on right. the other hand, and I, again, now I'm making it go too far, but um, before we even get into the actual movie, right. <laughs> um, he does have to do some of the schmoozing thing because he's right. a, a billionaire. He's trying and to in order hide to keep, that, yeah. Right, but but that's part of his franchise. Yeah, as that's Bruce a part Wayne. Of and and I I would I, I see both sides. It's part of his personality, just like Iron Man's a. Cocky, well, it's, it's you know, a part whatever. of what he was raised to be with all the money that he comes right. from. I mean, that's almost a responsibility of someone who has that kind of money. Yes, yes. Especially if you're a good-looking guy. If he was a big fat. Harry man, maybe not as much. Life. Right. Maybe it'd be a little different. Yeah. Both lead characters were from that show. Exactly. They just filmed completely that from would, their couch. See, There's that no would line. be awesome. Just, I'm on the prowl. Hope Joker swings through my living room window tonight. They're both yeah. Can you come by so I can, you know, bust you when you're, when you're at so my I house? So I can throw my pizza box at you? <laughs> so. It's shaped like a Batman, so right. that's okay. Right. And there's Calzones in it. So the next one is about Batman 2. It says the Batman's second HBO Max spinoff series is about Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Um, the first one is about uh, the Penguin and kind of like a gangster type, you know. Right. Um, this was the Same period thing. where I, I say I've, I've, I've posted like three or four Batman. Yeah, right, in a row, yeah. Um, Which so, is good. Perfect timing. So, yeah, it'll be more like, uh, you know, gangster, Sopranos, that style in that vein, um, which makes sense. Um, and it'd be interesting to see how they kind of pull that together with, uh, it's Colin Furch, what Colin Farrell, what it's Farrell, his? I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, so which that yeah, I enjoyed. Yeah, Colin Farrell's the penguin. Yep. Yeah. I enjoyed his character as well. Um, he's a huge name too. I mean, and it was funny cause he like talked about his makeup and they're like, I didn't even read, I read that. I was trying to remind myself of the movie that we just saw like a week ago because I'm getting that old now. And I, I was going through the names. Like, I like to write down the, you know, the big time actors because a, a blockbuster right. like this is going to have yeah. some. And I went, what, who the hell was Colin? Where's Colin Farrell? Oh my God, he was the penguin? Yeah. I saw him like 20 times and I didn't even recognize him he, once. He had a lot of makeup on. I guess. And so. I don't, I don't think he's all that dreamy because, well, I'm straight, but <laughs> still. <laughs> 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 I'm not attracted to men, right. so I can't I can't <laughs> speak confidently on this subject. <laughs> if but you've been questioning it this whole time, now I'm, I'm declaring it. But yeah, that's why I don't find him attractive. Is it weird if I find the penguin more attractive? <laughs> more attracted to birds than I am to Colin Farrell. <clears throat> no, I'm Anyways. not. As a joke, I'm not into bestiality. I promise. Okay, moving on. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, we got we posted a trailer, the latest, the last trailer, I guess, of Obi Wan. I'm so excited about that show starting. It's gonna be great. Yeah, that's May 25th. It appears first on Disney Plus. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Then we got um, Star Wars composer reveals a very special animated series is in the works. Uh, it doesn't really give you yeah, any details just, as to what it is, yeah. but it's it's gonna be around that time period. And there, I mean, he's like talking about it like it's gonna be a big deal like yeah. canon obviously but almost as big a deal because these animated shows are becoming a big deal right more and more and like he's kind of talking like it's gonna be over the top of those even okay yeah well, that's a whole other maybe conversation that's promotional to bringing animated series into the forefront and being legit like respected you know and, there's and, like a whole like I said, a whole, we do a whole podcast on that alone. That well, we've talked alone, about it. I haven't yeah, really given right. them legitimate chance. Like Rebels and Clone Wars, I didn't watch. I watched Bad Batch because I didn't have to go back and watch right. the whole thing. Right. So I've been watching that, looking forward to it coming out whenever it's going to come out again. I can think that was pushed back again one more time. Yeah, but I think it's still this year. Oh, it is. I think okay. it's 2022, I think. But I, So I've been watching that because I could, you know, week to week. Yep. Um, and I was told to watch the seventh and final season of Clone Wars because yep. it was kind of a preamble into that. So I've been catching myself up into that canon universe yeah. animation because yeah. it's really good. Yeah. I just never gave it a chance because I was so far behind. Right. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, when do you get done within the news? I want to bring up something along those same lines about okay. Star Wars just because I'll forget. <laughs> I'm almost done. Yeah, right. Uh, Chris Pine reveals how the Star Trek Four cast – Reacted to the movie's announcement, meaning there's going to be another one with that same cast, with the Man, younger version gotta, of Captain Kirk. I think and I've only seen the first one. I've I actually watched them over quarantine. I got because I, the young man that I am, I got a full hip replacement surgery. Whoopee! So I got a care package from people at work, and Star Trek, the motion picture was um, from Paul Kalerik. He gave me that as as a gift in that care package. Okay. So I watched, that was the very first movie. And then I watched them all up to these movies, which are the newest ones in a kind of a flashback. So was it, it's there, it's a trilogy right now. There's three of them of these. Yeah. I mean, all these movies are, I mean, they they were put out in order, but these are basically a flashback to when Captain Kirk was younger. So before that original motion picture, you know, like how the, how, Four, five, and six came out for Star yep. Wars, and then one, two, three came out when they were all younger. Gotcha. And stuff. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So they're like prequels. That. Right. Exactly. Got it. Th- okay. That's the word I should have used to begin. <laughs> well, syllables are hard. Well, and I'm so out of touch with it that I didn't know. Right. You know, I was like, I, I'd seen the first one, Chris Pine, and you know, I, you know, Zoe S- know. S- Saldana is in that too. She's uh, O'Hara. Okay. I just watched this awesome. News alert, I love Ryan Reynolds, the <laughs> new movie that just came out called oh, yeah. The Adam Project. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, you, you've seen it? I just watched okay. it this morning. Okay. Yeah, it's it's on Netflix, and it's so good. Um, oh, yeah, I got to watch that and one. And he's too. hilarious, and it's it's time travel movie and stuff. But um, she's O'Hara in, in the Star Trek movie, and she's his love interest in this movie. Right. So that's, that's why I, there was actually logic into what I was saying. Did you see um, him and... Guy that plays Hulk, Mark Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo is in that too. They did a um, they did a little like it was it was promoting their movie, obviously, but it was like a daylight savings right. PSA, and they brought him Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I right. thought it was clever. Right, so, and I, time and time travel. Well, and I mean the fact that those two are gonna have 
MCU mm-hmm. togetherness. What an awkward, Synergy? uncomfortable. Yeah, togetherness made it sound creepy, so I like your word better. <laughs> but yeah, you'll you'll see them working Their together souls again. Souls will link <laughs> and intertwine across the fabric of space and time. <laughs> I can't even add to that. That was poetic. Jesus, I want to. I stopped talking. If, if you guys haven't figured out yet, I'm really good at being a BSing. Right. BNSing. I don't even. B, BNSing. Well, maybe not as good as you think because you can't say BNSing. <laughs> right. So, speaking of. But what I mean by that is I'm not a poet by any means. I just like strung together words in my a, fragmented mind. So. I'm not a poet and I know it. <laughs> Tried to screw that up. I could not. See, even when I try to screw it up, I can't. And the other way around. I was thinking I screwed it up and said. What it was? What's the B BDM BDSM? That's what I thought. I was like BNSing. I'm like, wait, no, I don't want to say that. What, or S and M or S B D. I don't even know. Sadomasochism is that what you're trying to talk <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, like the. Anyways, we're <laughs> this is way off. The train is on fire. It's four tracks over. It's gone down the cliff. It's about to jump the and bridge. it's right in my alley, baby. <laughs> so, I love it. So Nikki's at the. Front of the train. This is <laughs> I'm driving it as it tumbles down the side of the cliff. So speaking of weird and twisted and smart ass, Ryan Reynolds reacts to Deadpool three news with a funny poster. It's and I won't go into that. He's getting the his director back, right? Is that the whole deal? Yeah, the, the guy okay. who directed this Adam Project. Right, movie, that's what I'm yeah, Sean that's what Levy. I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And th- apparently they work amazing together because this movie was all Ryan Reynolds humor and Mark Ruffalo's great in it and Zoe. So Saldana, I can't. I'm okay. probably butchering her name, but it's yeah. it's. I mean, I love Ryan Reynolds. Like I, I wrote a message to some of my other buddies. I either maybe want to be him, or <laughs> I have finally come to the understanding of what a man crush truly is, and I feel creepy. That's even. fair, right? And that's I, fair. I mean, but one they, of my but, buddies even said, "Wow, I'm I'm getting all Twitter painted." <laughs> one of my buddies even said, "I think." People nowadays, everybody understands. They'll think you're weird if you don't have a man crush on. Well, it. and that was even like it, it's it's funny. I I got a lot of thoughts about that, but one of the thoughts that I have, I've seen a couple TikToks where people were joking around about like making this. They like go to their significant other and they're like, "I made a PowerPoint of all the people I would cheat on you with," and the, you know, it's supposed to be like this like thing that like. They get all, oh, what? What are you talking like about? Like friends, the list of five. Right. Ross Exa- exactly. Ross. And so, and so <laughs> the guy it. turns it on and goes to the first slide, and it's just Ryan Reynolds, and, and she's like, oh. We and then she's like, wait a him. second, what's the rest of these? And it's all Ryan Reynolds pictures. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like a bunch of pictures of so it's it, Guilty. <laughs> like, I, I would say you're not alone. And there's and probably. Again, <laughs> I am straight. And yet now I'm confessing. There's my probably love. a Facebook group out there men heterosexual men who love Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> like, heterosexual men who have a man crush. Like, and I there's groups out it. there, I'm right. sure. Like, you're. Support groups. Like, Blogs. You're not you're not weird at all. No, like you said it's probably weird if you don't like Ryan. Mm-hmm. If you don't like Ryan Reynolds, it's almost like you saying I don't really listen to music. Like, or yeah, that or, would like he's such a likable personality. I, I have so. no sense of humor. I hate life. <laughs> I want nothing to be enjoyable. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. So, anyways, so, on that note, that's the news. All right. So I just wanted to when we were talking about uh, Star can- Wars, Star Wars, I think we were talking about canon, or we we're talking about like. The different – that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the animated series and, like, right. bringing those types of things in canon into but through animated and everything. So um, I uh, I found on Facebook there was a, uh, a person selling a couple 
action figures that were for pretty good deals. So I, I bid on them because I'm like, oh, I'm not going to find them for this cheap. And one I've of got them too was. too much money because I have twins and a three year old. So, yeah. <laughs> right. I, I can't spend the, the eBay scalper price, so I'm going to take advantage of this poor lady who doesn't know what she has. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, so one character that they released was this Jana, Jana, Jane, Jana, Jana Solo. S&M. And it's from the books. So there was uh, a whole storyline from the Legends books that came out. Solo. Yes. She is daughter of Han and Leia. So this is like non-canon, completely non-canon. Right. right? So not like Kylo Ren's nope. sister. Nope. So in this, and I just, I just want to say this wow. because never it, heard of her. When I started researching who she was, because the character, you know, the it caught my attention, and I was like, well, what? Who is she? And what she? Right. And she's a part. Basically, there's this whole subsect of Star Wars that happened with these books in the early '90s and 2000s. And so Han and Leia still get married. They have twins. Her and her twin brother, I believe, go and study under Luke. Which would make sense because Lua and Lua. Luke and Leia. I just combined them, yeah. And then They're not a couple, me, though. They're brother and sister. They have a third child who's they name Anakin Solo after his grandfather. Oh, right, right. right. But there's, like, a super interesting storyline and everything. And, like... One of, some of the non-canon, things that I was like, as you said. right? It's all completely non-canon, but like people who, and this was all like before any of the sequels came out. Like I think even before the prequels came out, some of this content, right? And so people were talking about when before the sequels came out. Oh, I really hope Jana is in the sequels, and like she's a part of it, and she's a you know a Jedi who's got her dad's mechanical abilities, and like the super compelling character, and they're right. like super excited. And it just got me so much more mad about how what they did with the pre the sequels because right. I'm like you had the content oh yeah you could have done like even if you would have left Ray and just included her and, and her the twin thing. brother they kind of did instead that. of yeah right they, instead of instead of uh, Finn and Poe Dameron right like, you could have she is a pilot she's right. a very skilled pilot who was in Rogue Squadron already exists fighting in, for the rebellion and already exists in storytelling plus plus. You have that Skywalker yes. DNA going yes. on, and like you could have kept the whole Ray storyline with the BS and everything that went. Well, along even with. I mean, but even she she would have kind of maybe taken over as Ray if you don't need Ray. That, right, serving I the mean, same role basically. I was being generous to the director. Right, but yeah, they could have had Ray, both, but, but she could have. She would have done that completely. Replaced. She had a right. purple synthetic lightsaber. She studied under Luke in the Jedi, and like the new said, Jedi Order, and twins running the family, so it would have made perfect sense. And there's I mean, another twin out there, and yeah, yeah. It, it would have been so. It just got me – like, I started – I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Like, I know it's not canon, but it's just interesting to, to see these, like, stories that happened that they decided, oh, that's not – you know, because clearly we've seen in movies that it's not ha- – it didn't happen. Right. But it just got me so frustrated to be like, what could happen? So now been? the sequels have disappointed us yet again. And I, <sighs> the thing is, we've talked about those movies. We, we actually did them on as an episode. but And I, I love them. I'm a Star Wars geek through and through. So, I mean, all the criticism and stuff is just people right. being people and just having to find the negative and everything because people don't want to find the positive. But those three movies had a lot more reason to be criticized than all the other six, especially yeah. the first three for the traditionalists anyway. But 
this this is a disappointing aspect that I didn't I mean, even know about. I mean, about. you're looking at this character. Like, wouldn't you want to see oh this my, in live action? How cool would that have been? Han Solo is one of my favorite characters anyway. Now he has a daughter. She's got his. She's got his uh, hip holster. Right. She's she's like a Jedi gunslinger. Like, she's like the best of Leia and the best of Han. Like like Ray had Luke stuff. I yes. mean, basically, she would have served the same purpose, like you said. Yes. And I Han Solo being a smartass. I don't know if you see a theme here. Those are my favorite characters, typically, because I'm so the opposite of that. I'm not a smart. Right. No, I can't even get through that <laughs> because it's my personality. Right. I mean, so Han Solo is one of my, to see a daughter yeah. who is actually on the light side, not to see Kylo Ren, his son, go to the dark side. I mean, it would have been nice. But, but they even played with that in the they books. Co- right. And and, and well, the, her and the, Ray, him and Ray kind of have that same interaction. They could have done that with these two. But in the books, even, she like kind of tiptoes on the dark side. And like has like that whole Ray. compelling thing that happens with this. It just, it just, it's just like what happened until recently with DC. Great segue, Tom. Right, Monty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but until recently with DC, where you have this super rich roadmap that you there, had already waiting. thought out. Just literally take the book, turn it into a script, cast people, and go. Like, well, it's almost like they took Ray from her. Yes, and I'm like, and that's where they got Ray from because absolutely. even because Ray, especially when she finds out the Emperor is her is her grandfather, she starts going, "Oh my God, am I from the dark side?" and yeah. all that stuff. So she the same turmoil and conflict that she had could have been this character. Yes, that would have come from a beloved guy from the beginning movies. And that's yeah, like I said, the person they even talk about how her she she's got her force abilities from her mom, and then she has right. Mechanical, it would have made even more sense than this Ray character that from out of nowhere. <laughs> this mechanical abilities that her dad, like her dad, gifted her like right. a Jedi starfighter or a Jedi star, a, a a fighter like an X wing type of plane. And there's like this whole thing, and I could we could do an entire podcast. Just period, that, right? Not an episode, an entire podcast on the Legend series because there's like oh. an insane amount of books. That, oh, right. There's like twenty some books or something. Like it's a crazy. And they've been like, going going on for a long time. So I just like said. figured out just like this little tiny portion of it, and it makes me want to like go and actually read the books. Well, and look at how far we're going into it. Yeah. How, how just that one little aspect could be taken. And so, like you said, I in the and I think it even it made its way into the comics too. Like the, which would make like, sense. so you saw like you saw a even more fleshed out so to speak character not just on the page but like on a comic book in a you know much more developed yeah so they could have even taken her from the anyways and i i mean maybe they were just trying to introduce more characters by bringing ray in but it's almost like they just well we'll just have her be this and then we'll say she's got dna from the emperor which that's an intriguing but yeah. you didn't find that out until the end. It's almost like it was forced because they wanted to fill in some gaps or, you know, right. tie up loose ends and stuff. Whereas this would have been all nicely tied together yeah. from the get-go with the same kind of storyline from that character as Ray had. Chewbacca's, Chewbacca's nephew is in the Jedi Academy with them. Oh, right. Yeah, that'd be Lo, cool. His name's Lobaka, which, okay, you're not really that original. Yeah, well, but, but still... Like, a, a, a Wookiee Jedi. Right. That's intriguing. Right. Well, I mean, and we don't see a lot of Wookiees other than that really well done Star Wars Christmas special. That you own now. Yeah, because I'm just that much of a geek. But, and then you see the one from the Mandalorian, or uh, from Boba Fett. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, but you're yeah. so you find, but it would have been nice to see, like, actual 
uh, relatives of Chewbacca that aren't in a huge embarrassing failure called the Christmas special. And they actually talk about how Chewbacca and C-3PO were like, 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 lovers. (laughs) Oh, um, were like, I just created. There were parental figures to the twins because sure. their parents were off doing a bunch of stuff C-3PO. and not around. Well, yeah. No it, kidding. Apparently, she tested his patient's software and he had to upgrade. Well, we talked about how you droids know. had that. There were some droids that were meant for just babysitting. Yeah. So he's, anyways, right. there's a whole, going, like I said. Yeah. We're not um, proving that. All right. So anyways, so the Batman. Um, this movie, just to kind of give our initial you know, thoughts and gush. It's it's Which very much anyway. yeah. It's very much a noir detective movie. So the best way to describe this movie is this movie exists in the same universe that Joker, Joaquin Phoenix Joker exists in. And what I mean by that is not literally like he's not in this movie, but he is a character that could exist. So. We've talked about this a couple times where, like, Marvel, they have this, like, planet-level giant, you know, aliens and magic and all this stuff that happens that, like, doesn't have any real connection to re- – I mean, there is – they try to explain it in a way that's sci-fi that could be explained. Right. This could happen, like – more so than almost any other Batman character. These are people that don't this have superhuman abilities. Well, not even more so. I wouldn't even know. Batman, I mean, I should say more so than Ben Affleck's Batman. Right. This character could exist in our world. Right. So that kind of setting the backdrop for that, you see this year two Batman. He doesn't have his crap together. He's still kind of figuring out what it means to be Batman. Anything but invincible. Yeah. I mean, he gets definite, his ass kicked a couple of times. I mean, when you talk about the world's greatest detective, because that's what Batman's known for, he isn't even that good at being a detective. No. Like, he misses major things that the Joker even, or the Joker, Riddler even said to him at the end of the movie, like, oh, you didn't get that? Like, right. I thought I thought you, like, I thought you understood what I was trying to tell you I figured or, like the riddle was or, get it, you were gonna yeah get it. and I, but like having so. said that I, the other batman movies and i think i've seen just about all of them at least the first one of any trilogies you yeah. know with like val kilmer and and george clooney and all those and michael keaton i don't know if you knew he was in a batman movie i think so yeah oh, i think maybe you liked him yeah, yeah. um but I, they don't really focus on that detective part as much yes. i mean it's not and that's why like you said this is more of a true crime kind of serial killer type of um yeah detective type show so and yet because he's just kind of new to this he's he's not invincible and he's missing stuff because he's just toning in or honing in into his skills of being a detective and all that stuff it's not like he was trained to be that no know? and it's re it's it's just so refreshing to right. see that because it's I think, realistic like you said completely i think that's the why the reason why people enjoyed gotham so much because you saw bruce wayne as a kid right. you saw all of these characters as younger in their life, in their in their progression, and it's New York so, City. I mean, let's let's call a spade a spade. Gotham yeah, is New York yeah, City. I mean, that's what they're. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I I guess so. So you've got this like noir, you know, dark, very very. Dark, I mean, like not just dark in the content, but dark like 
like watching like, the I news couldn't see everything dark. like yeah, it was right. like so dark like it was like the brightness of the actual screen was dark as well I actually got a meme from those so. same buddies talking about that like the next Batman movie is gonna be a podcast because it's gonna be so impossible <laughs> right. to see you can't it's see a it black at all. screen right um I actually because and I even complained after we saw the movie of the lights on the side of the uh, yeah. walls in the theater right. because the glare or whatever i couldn't actually see what was there going there were certain on. things so going dark, on yeah um, which it needs to be but it was but it, and and, and again that was ten- intentional that wasn't right. like the the mess up on He's the movie theater the dark night so it does make a little sense but like just to like kind of reiterate that or like put an explanation point on that the hallway scene, there's a scene in where he's fighting the bad guys in coming through the Iceberg Lounge. I love that they call it by name, the Iceberg Lounge, because right. that's ripped directly from the comics from the Penguin. And I love it when it's, it's that on to the comics. And it doesn't, but it doesn't feel like forced. super campy or forced. Right. right. It, it's just like, nope, this is a club that exists in Gotham City. Sure, I would have heard of that, yeah. Um, so, but... That hallway scene where they're shooting at him, that was actually done with practical effects. So none of that was like CGI light up. Like they had guns that had blanks or whatever flash. And it was that style that Matt Reeves carried through the entire movie of like this. You, you, it was just visually even like stunning to watch. Like you were able to see things just, and, and, and I've said this, and I'll continue to say this for as long as they're making Batman movies or as long as they're making any comic book movies. What makes a person good at a superhero movie isn't necessarily that they're like, we followed exactly the way that this comic book line to the T and the way he moved and the way he talked. The best, what makes them the best is, you know, they're Batman, right? There's no question. Right. But you knew this, again, was Robert Pattinson's Batman. Yeah. And that's why it was so good. Right. Because he put he his own spin on it. Yeah. He yeah. didn't try to be George Clooney. He didn't try to be Michael Keaton. He didn't. Or Christian he, Bale, who's or my Christian favorite Bale. one. Exactly. Yeah. And because and, this was more resembles him. that one as dark as it is. Yes. And as more realistic as it is. Yes. Yeah. I would say that's the fairest Even more comparison. so than the Ben Affleck, yeah. Right. And so, but he, I mean, I didn't confuse him with Christian Bale at all as much as I like both of these movies. They're right. Still very different from each other. And and to that point, even they 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 borrowed from. I mean, they've got thirty plus years, almost probably almost thirty five years worth of just from the Michael just, Keaton movies, just movies to talk about and like, or not talk about to to pull from. Right. So like certain things that I noticed, even like when the Catwoman would come on screen, like the song, like the the soundtrack or the music that was playing, I'm like that really reminds me of Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, you like said that right after the movie. Music. Though, yeah. So it was just like pulling from those but being so different. But yeah, it's almost so good. It's almost like a tribute though. It's almost out of respect that they yes. do kind of make reference to those. Right. Like like we're remembering these movies before, but we're trying to make it our own spin and yeah. so the best of both worlds in my opinion. It, right. And it just reiterates the Joker. They right. they tried. Oh. They knew it, you knew it existed in Gotham City. You knew it was Joker, but it was more of a serial it, killer type it was, movie. Or just like they this, tried to make it their own, is right. Like you and, said, I mean, because it was more about why the Joker becomes a Joker than just the Joker already being the Joker. Yeah. And speaking to this movie, there were three villains, or because the Catwoman is a gray area as far yeah. as well, and she's always a love interest and is a do gooder, but she kind of tends to break the law 
while she's doing good. Great. Although so does Batman, I suppose. But <laughs> anyway, I, th- the point is you had three major characters that everybody recognizes, and the Joker was only referred to. He right. didn't even make an appearance. Yeah, in he just movie. had. Yeah. And he's always and in they, the forefront. And they didn't even call him out by name. Like, it was right. Confirmed you just afterwards. knew who it was. But yeah. but, yeah, he's always in the forefront as the main villain. Yeah. But you had all these other ones that you're very familiar with, and he was just kind of a side thought, which I also thought was cool because you get as good as the yeah. Joker was, he had his own movie already. Let's start focusing on these other villains a little more. Right. And Especially when they're really hot like Catwoman. <laughs> Speaking of which, would you like to. You, you said you wrote down. I'm horrible with names. Uh, who, so give give us a rundown of the cast of this movie because it's it's a pretty it's a, it's a good cast. I mean, oh, they, yeah, they well, did a really good job casting the, the actors. And like you said, when they promote a movie like this and make it such a it's a obviously a blockbuster before it's right. even released, you know they're gonna have some big names. So yeah, uh, Jeffrey Wright is Commissioner Gordon. Everybody knows yeah. that name. I he did. Oh, I just I really I need to. I'm sure we would have gotten to this. That dynamic between him and Batman yeah. was perfect. Right. Like it was, and he wasn't Commissioner Gordon at the time. He was no. Lieutenant Gordon. I right, think. right. So it wasn't even like that's how early on in everybody's Both of them career. Are, right. But it's so cool because it, it was more, even more so them two working together almost than Catwoman. Well, they even both say to each other, you're like the commissioner, the lieutenant says, I trust you more than anybody else in my. Yeah. Department. Like, Which is a heavy theme in the Batman Right, universe. yeah, because there's a lot of corruption, obviously. I mean, and, and I think if you're a Batman fan at all and you've been, been paying any attention, you know that, <laughs> right. or you're really missing the point. Right. But for the soon-to-be commissioner to say, I trust this dark vigilante type that everybody thinks is a criminal. Yeah, and they all th- yeah, I don't even know if you're, what, who you are as a person. And people tend to think he's a criminal because of the way he... Yeah handles things as a vigilante. Arrest him, yeah. He trusts him more than anybody else in his department, the cops. Mm-hmm. So that I mean that's telling about their relationship as you said. Yeah. Also then going Which on I just also and, and, and sorry to cut you off oh, again. Oh. It just had this thought in my head and, and I'm sure they explored this in the comics at one point, but obviously they had to have met at some point. So right. you wonder if Bruce Wayne Batman like year one, year zero Basically scoped out who in the Gotham Police Department would be he the most trust. trustworthy yeah, right. and like wouldn't who has the most morals under ethics. pressure and like so yeah. it's interesting because you're you like can assume that. you're like oh it's it, it, clearly Commissioner Gordon but like I think that if you were to go into some comic line he was pi- he was chosen like intentionally to be right because he wasn't commissioner yet as you right. said. He, he's just he was, another lieutenant. He was a lieutenant or a detective or whatever. Right. And so I just think that it would be interesting to see even that far back, like when he's basically trying to figure out who he is as Batman. Like who, he, who he's going to connect with and who he right. can trust. I mean, he, he knows that he has to work with other people. Right. You know, he can't do it on his own. So but it's got to be just people with a high level of morals and ethics, obviously. Bruce Wayne, world's greatest detective, like that thought process going on of, I need to work with somebody within the Gotham PD, but I can't work with somebody that I can't trust or is corrupt. So, anyways, right. sorry. No, that's a good point. I mean, like you said, he can't. He needs to have an in, an inner source. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no. Yeah, he needs he needs to have because there's definitely things that the P the Gotham PD has access to that he's never going. He's to. not even with all his money. He's not going to be able right. to get access to. No. That. So then another character is Carmine Falcone. That's John. Tutoro, you've he's been around. He's not one of those names that jumps out at you, but you've seen him in 
movie after movie after movie. He's just got – in comedies, I've seen him in sitcoms, I believe. This guy's been around. He's a somewhat older gentleman, but he's a good actor, obviously. Andy Circus is Alfred. Yep. Colin Farrell, as we mentioned, which just surprised the crap out of me. He's yeah. the Penguin. Paul Dano is the Riddler. Uh, Robert Pattinson. I don't know if you heard. He's Batman. I saw something that <laughs> said. And Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman. So <laughs> I saw something that said um, Robert Pattinson trained for being a dark, brooding, depressed man by being known as that guy from Twilight for the past right. decade. Because <laughs> he was just so like, uh, like this, this. Uh, I, I read a synopsis. Oh, I think I mentioned her already. This Christina Meyer. Mm-mm. Oh, no, yeah. No. Okay. Um, she writes. She, she's been a longtime cr- film critic, and she writes for RogerEbert.com since 2013. And and this little synopsis that I read, she talks about how Robert Pattinson's almost become like patented to play these weird, awkward roles where they just, you know, they just come at it from a different angle, and mm-hmm. he's just little different. He and has he been the opposite him. of typecast, right? Yeah, he's just playing these odd roles, kind of like Brad Pitt does a lot of times, mm-hmm. or you know, like Joaquin Phoenix, kind of. Yeah, he, he plays those more bizarre roles. Just yeah, they're showing they're their acting ability right to a T. Yeah, you know? they have a range. Yeah, right. So yeah. having brought her name up, I just the end of this article that I read, she sums it up perfectly, in my opinion. She says, "Quote: This is the most beautiful Batman movie you've ever seen, even if it's not really a Batman movie at all." Unquote. Right. Yeah, so. and again, it just reiterates the fact that critics have loved this. Rotten Tomato score uh, proves that it is, you know, as, as I like to say, a common folk, not critics. Right. You know, normal people Us. like this movie. Because I don't know if you've ever watched the Oscars, but there's a little bit of a disconnect, I think, sometimes oh. where these movies get all these awards, and you're like, that was a really bad movie. Like, or I never even heard of that movie. Yeah. It's up for Best Picture. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I take those critically you know acclaimed you know i i I took i take those with a grain of salt sometimes but anyways um so yeah everybody i think that it just people liked because here's the thing and i'm a batman fan what hold on don't you ever say this hold on to your butt um i'm a batman fan i'm looking at 40 different (laughs) batman things in his basement right now shh shh they're gonna stop listening they're gonna think i'm weird yeah they're just putting that together now after 40 podcasts that were weird. One for each Batman thing. Um, right. So good math. You so structural engineer. Um, I'm a Batman fan, and I'll even admit that this movie, if it wasn't what it is, and even with it being what it is, there is a bit of a Batman fatigue that's happening, I think. There's just been so many Overkill, reboots mean. and, right. re, you know, I mean, uh, Ryan even mentioned it, you know, when we reviewed the Joker. He's like, you know, I'm sure I'll talk to you in two years when they reboot yeah, the Joker again. That's true. You know, so it, it, it's, chuckle, yeah, it's one of those things where this movie could have been a yawner and, oh, my gosh. And it's they three did hours. It again. It's two they, hours and 56 how minutes. How many times? But I, I love that they didn't reiterate the whole scene of his parents dying because they literally killed that right done they that to death. didn't address it at all they didn't address it, it was kind of like uh you think that it is at the beginning they, they you know. make reference to it but they make it. reference to it and then like they kind of you know show these other characters and it's like a young boy and his parents and you think oh maybe this is 
Right. You know, you're seeing that. Whatever. And they even mentioned, what's his dad's name again? Uh, Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne. Yep. Yeah, right. So Martha, Martha and Thomas Wayne. Because that's where he gets his connections from, so that's why his name has to be mentioned. Right, yeah. Context, you, and, and again, there's certain like key things that have to happen in a Batman movie to make it a Batman movie. But it and wasn't a focus like it has been right. in other movies. You can't. Yes, and that, and, but I guess this was my roundabout way of saying this movie was so different in such a good way, refreshing that it it its success would have easily been a failure if it would have tried to be the other movie because it, they know. are going in that direction of overkill, as you said. Yeah, but they found such a new, fresh, refreshing way to spin it, and that's that's why I like the. That Dark Knight series, and I think those were pretty wildly yeah. popular. Right, yeah, exactly. Because it was yeah. that it's darker spin. That. Yeah. yeah, it was a darker spin, and it was just not the same, almost upbeat more story than those other movies from the 80s and 90s. Um, it was just, and, and people are just more and more into the serial killer phenomenon and just true crime and all that stuff. So darker the better. Like, what is, yeah. that's, that's telling about a lot about our society, well, I guess. And I'm as big as guilty as anybody, but. I saw something else that said, me in 1989, it's going to be a darker Batman than you've ever seen before. Me yeah. in 2008, it's going to be a darker Batman than you've ever <laughs> right, seen. Me right. in 2022, it's a darker Batman than you've ever, ever seen. seen before. Yeah. So, so right. there's definitely, yeah, it, there's well, something. Well, that's the only to, way they said. can spin it so that it's fresh. I mean, if you if you just start going to the back to the Adam West thing where it originated, yeah. then it's going to be like, oh Christ, that was campy and cheesy, you know? Right. It, it's and I and I enjoy that. I like that it's it's becoming darker and more realistic at the same time right. like it's yeah so anyways uh let's let's do a really quick synopsis clearly go see this movie you, it's amazing. it'll be worth your money probably my um, favorite batman movie i'll say yeah and, and i've heard a lot of people say that you know um, are, are you are you saying that i i know you are a big michael keaton fan yeah i don't it's 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 right up there i i need to see this movie again right um, well, I, like I think you say it's two hundred two hours and fifty six movies. There's a lot you could miss if you're not paying all attention. Did they say March? No, it had to have been May. I think it's coming to HBO Max in May. Okay. It's like forty five days or something like that from the release date. So I want to invite myself over right now. <laughs> Get it on the calendar. Like I'll remember. Yeah, um, you'll have to remind me that I invited myself over. But uh, yeah, and, and and in terms of where it ranks, it's. It's hard for me because I like each one of those movies differently, right. and, and you're just I such enjoy. A big Batman fan. Yeah, it. But it was different in a good way. But it's it's really hard for me to be like, because Michael Keaton was great for reasons. I like him and, anyway. He's just a likable you know, guy in general. I, I would say, I would say definitely my least favorite is Ben Affleck. Yeah, pretty much. So I mean, Any it's like movie, it's almost the like there's a me. tie between. Michael Keaton, and 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 even the, you know the other ones from the '90s, so it's a tie with like Michael Keaton, Robert Pattinson, and Christian Bale for me. Okay, you know, right. um, so again, I'm using your cop out way of right. You know. Give me one. Okay, here's three. Yeah, yeah, that's what I always do. So, all but right, you're a big Batman fan, so you're allowed. Yes, I I guess I, I that's my mulligan, my one my <laughs> trump card, um, my Joker card. Um, so, so real quick, we've got a, uh, we've got a movie that sets itself up very similar to the bone collector, Angelina Jolie movie, detective movie. And what you have is this Riddler character killing people and leaving clues. And 
that plays directly into the persona of Batman and who he is as a detective and trying to figure out who this guy is, why he's doing what he's doing, and unraveling and understanding more and more secrets and things that you're like, like it, these twists and turns happen. It's not like just one plot twist at the end. It's like, oh, so the Gotham PD is involved in this, and now it's other people in Gotham PD, and it's, you know, and the Penguin and the Riddler you know, is dominating. Uh, Falcone, and yeah. you, th- you, you, you got this like misdirection with him, and so that be that that is what you get throughout the entire movie. It's very much a, and then like. Here's somebody dies. Here's the clues. Here, right? Yeah, exactly. Everybody, everybody in Gotham PD is corrupt and hanging out at the Iceberg Lounge with the Penguin and has these connections with these other criminals that we talk about. And 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 so essentially, because it it was hard to put the pieces together until the very obviously until the very end, but then I had to think about it a little bit. But essentially, the whole idea is that there was a fund that Thomas Wayne had put together, you know, millions and millions of dollars. And there was, like, this whole thing that happened. And, again, I have to watch the movie again. But, essentially, the cops were working with the drug dealers and they were getting paid off to turn their their, blind eye. And the Joker even talks about that. There's, like, a whole thing about him, you know, he's about to blow somebody up and he says, how much was it for your blind eye, you know? And so... There's this whole corruption that's happening in the underbelly, underbelly, and at the center of it, you have uh, Carmine Falcone, who is like what you would think of as an Italian gangster. Oh, totally. And so you have him and Maroni, who those Another two Italian characters, gangster. yeah, exactly. They're, they're they're two very prominent, well known in the Batman lore names, and they they basically get rid of Maroni and like. The cops are like, we got him. But it's really a whole ruse to be like, see, we got him. But the drops, which is like their cocaine or whatever drug they have, drop heads they call them. Right. Theirs are still hitting the streets. They're still getting, you know, people. And Maroney never actually shows his face in the movie. No, no. He's, yeah, they they talk about him. But, yeah, he never shows him. So it's just really interesting to see that type of the Joker or the Riddler as well as somebody who is very smart and who is very intentional and is leaving clues all the time. And you have, they weren't cheesy clues either. No. I mean, like you think of the Riddler. This is and <laughs> completely different. Than wasn't Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey yeah. yeah. Right. This is, this might as well have been in a whole nother, Yeah. It's like not the Zodiac close. killer, as this woman said. Right? Yes. Yes, right. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The Zodiac killer with even the way he looked in his costume or whatever. Right. Um, so you you've got this like progression. Um, you find out about Batman's mom that she was actually at Arkham for a while and she had mental health issues. Oh, yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Um, that you didn't like you. There was a whole misdirection there with him. They're thinking that Thomas Wayne killed this reporter who was trying to report on the fact because Thomas Wayne was running for mayor or something. I think he was running for mayor. Yeah. Yes. And so people were digging into their past and. So and maybe thinking, oh, maybe he was corrupt, or he right just trying to get that mayoral vote. He he started doing some shady stuff, and 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 Bruce Wayne, Batman himself, even starts questioning his own father. So. Yeah, he talks, he's which you like, don't see that a whole lot in the other versions. No, no, there. Yeah, you you he questioned uh, he questioned uh, Alfred, and he's like, "Why didn't you tell me? Why'd you lie to me this whole time?" He's like, 
well, it's not what the way you think it is. Right. And Falcone is lying to you. We're pretty sure that he ca- we can't prove it, but we're pretty sure he killed your parents because he was going to turn Falcone in. It's like a whole complicated thing. Yeah. It's a whole complicated true crime thing that you got to like it's almost it's hard I can't <laughs> I can't do it justice in this podcast to connect all the strings oh, right. on the bulletin board it's because it's very it's, complex and intriguing you know, though. So intriguing. Right. And you you can you can keep up, but it's definitely worth the second watch. Oh, so, oh yeah. Um and in in the end, uh basically what it comes down to is the Joker gives him or I keep saying the Joker, the Riddler. It was a really good movie. Uh Riddler wants to gives himself up at the corner, you know, uh, diner after he shoots Falcone and there's this whole interaction that that like echoes the Dark Knight with uh, the Joker and Batman in right. that interrogation room and what they find out is that he's blowing up all of the um, they, go, they go back to his place and they find out he's blowing up all of the uh, seawalls and flooding the city um, and then it gets even yeah. it's like even more twist where it's like and these like these henchmen that the Riddler has that he has this like online following for are like going to murder people that go to the Gotham city equivalent of this, uh, the, not the cold center. What's the big one in anyways, it's a big basketball, basically a big basketball. Arena. Arena. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, the, 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 they're up in the rafters shooting people and like while the city's flooding, this is towards the end of the movie. There's like, after all this other stuff. Is yeah, happening. they already caught the Riddler. Like, he doesn't even care. Right. Like, he's just, like, you know, wants to expose this corruption, which is, like, yeah, wait a second. That, that Maybe that is a good thing. Maybe the Riddler's not the worst guy in the world anyway, yeah. But clearly, yeah. So, um. But like you said, yeah. they all have an agenda. Like, even Catwoman, as we mentioned, and, and the Dark Knight himself, they, it's, they're sick of the corruption. They're trying to find a way to, to fix it. They're coming at it from a dark, twisted illegal way which kind of defeats the purpose in the riddler's case i suppose but right. but it's all about the corruption and yeah. trying to eliminate it one way or another so the, as we've talked about like thanos and stuff and these other characters who are mm. so well developed and and have so much depth to them you can almost see their point of view and that's what makes i think a really compelling yeah right you know, exactly. if you can if you can put yourself in their shoes to a certain extent which even if you don't hard agree for with people to do these days even if you don't agree with what they're doing, if you can at least understand why they're doing it, I think that makes just a, makes for a really good character. Makes right. for a really compelling uh, plot. Definitely. Um. So yeah, I think the other thing that we wanted to talk touch on was just the length of the movie in general. Um, Mickey, you had you had mentioned to me about you know that this was. I mean, if people didn't know, this is a three hour movie. I mentioned it a few times. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. right, we might have. Yeah, we've. we've uh, yeah, I've it. said yeah. it a couple times. But okay. and my, the whole point I wanted to even make of that is, this is three hours, and we don't have an attention span anymore. Yeah. And movies are getting longer. But for the first movie in this new franchise version, it's kind of ballsy to be able to do that. But yeah, not one minute did I go. Oh, is it almost over? I mean, I looked at my watch one time just to see what time it was because we went to an eight o'clock movie, right? Yeah, six. But was it six thirty? Oh, maybe it was six, yeah. Right, right, but. Yeah. I mean, and it didn't start till 7 because of all the stuff before. Right. So I'm like, I wonder how long this is really going to last because I didn't know the exact time. Not once was it dragging off. No, and that and that's the point I've been wanting to make. The critics have even talked about that. The pacing was really good. 
It didn't feel like they were trying to stretch things out. They didn't force it, stuff in just to make it longer or anything it, like that. It moved at a good pace, but it wasn't too quick. Right. Like they didn't just shotgun with like all these the things that were happening. It wasn't overwhelming, it was, like you said, yeah. It was a very complex storyline and and I don't think it would have lent itself well to do like these character jumps between scene to scene right. to scene to scene. Right. Um so I mean, but even even just kind of some final thoughts or like kind of my thoughts going back to our almost like our gush, this this movie has a very different feel from the cinematography. Yeah. Yeah, you the, mentioned that before. I wanted to kind of focus on that. Yeah, the the views, the the way that like you see Batman walking from the blown up wreckage to the penguin from the view of the penguin, you know? He's on a car upside down and that's the way you see Batman walking towards the cars upside down. Um the fact yeah. that you get to see through the Riddler's binoculars at the beginning of the movie. Uh, just all of these things that kind of just, they're not even like that complex or like that, like earth shattering, but because they're not done, it just, it, it adds to a movie Refreshing. subconsciously that you don't even feel like you're like, like after the fact you think about it, like we do. Um, but it's not like it, it, it's seamless in a way that adds to the movie so much and you're just like, that's really cool, but why is that cool? Oh, right. Oh, because the camera angles from that weird. It seemed day, like know? it was a lot more POV point of right. Point oh of, yeah, because yeah. as you were describing those other ones, that, yeah. there was one where I think we were like Batman or somebody was laying on the ground, and you could see through their legs what was going on way in the background or something like that. Yeah. That stood out to me. That was amazing. You just don't see that angle very, and that's that's the point of view perspective, you know. You even mentioned in I think in either well, right after the movie. There. Or while we were sitting there when he, he was using his wingsuit, and they got that GoPro strapped to his Oh, helmet. right, yeah, while it was going on, I and, said, And yeah. you got to see that from, like, you saw him, and then every... Which is just another great way to... Because he's flying. Yeah. And, I mean, I actually... I could feel my <laughs> palms sweating. I mean, I actually felt like, oh, my God, is he going to fly? <laughs> I actually was feeling that, which is... You don't get that point of view very often. No, you just that see well wide, done. swooping right. angles. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, yeah. The cinematography is amazing. That scene in particular, though, I love that they didn't show him like this like clean landing. Like yeah, You can tell that might have even been the first time he ever even used that wingsuit. Right. Where he got like clipped by the bridge and just like ate shit on the pavement. Because it almost looked like he was that first step to, to launch. Yeah, he was, was kind of like, like uh, I, I, I'm, I'm really work? doing this. <laughs> I'm doing this. Okay, it might be the end of Batman right now. <laughs> So. And which is cool, like you said, it's it's two years into his tenure of of doing this whole dark vigilante thing, so he's gonna have some hesitation when he first tries a lot of. This it's stuff. refreshing not to see him have all this stuff together. It's, right. it's refreshing he's not to see a Justice League level Batman. Right, exactly. You know? It's 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 cool to see that, and I think again, this is a Batman movie that's unlike any other Batman movie that's come together, but takes. <laughs> I, I could I could write my own. Robert and Ebert. Um, <laughs> it, it's unlike any other Batman movie that's come before it with all the best parts of the Batman movies that have come before it. Yeah. Yeah, like a tribute or you know, just taking the best parts. Yeah. It's a Batman movie without being super campy, and it's a detective movie without being – well, no, it's a detective movie. I mean, straight right. up. It's a, it's, a, it's a serial killer. It's a – True crime detective movie. Film noir, I, like you this, said. The, if you enjoyed The Bone Collector, if you enjoyed, you know, 
the Zodiac Killer, if you enjoyed those types of movies, even if you hate Batman, even if you, you could care less, you beat up kids that wore Batman or had Batman bunch boxes, lunch boxes in high school, you would like this movie. And to that point, this is the only Batman movie where it ever occurred to me because of, of the realism of it, of the, the true crime detective type that I, and it finally just dawned on my, that is kind of weird that he's wearing this big, this bat costume and she's wearing a cat costume because you don't see the Riddler dressed up. I mean, he's, right. he's got eccentric clothing. You don't see the penguin. So it's like, these people are out in public and they're wearing like Halloween yeah. cat. That's the only time. And it's because they're such real characters. Because it was so grounded. This right. movie was so right. grounded in a I've way I've never that had that thought occur to me before. You're not going to see the skies rip open and the, you know, Thanos come down. Right. Like, that's just not going to happen. So it's just weird that this detective, you know, yeah. this vigilante. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, it's, holy it's like, shit, that is weird that he's putting on a costume to be this guy, but... I mean, it, it's just that well done from that point of right. view that you aren't used to, you know? And it's, I don't know, even Matt Reeves even thought about the detail of the fact that Batman wears eye makeup to blend in with his mask. Right, to darken him up. And yeah. every, like somebody had said, you know, oh, that's so weird. It looks like he's, you know, you know, panic at the disco, like right. emo kid, right? Especially when he takes the mask off. But. <laughs> They did that in previous movies, and if anything, they did it wrong because he'd take off his mask and it wouldn't be, be gone, there. gone, right, yeah. Because they're cutting between scenes. Right. So, if anything, they got it right this in this movie. realistic, yeah. And it was more realistic. Right. And, and so that, I guess, it just it's just even more to the point of, like, they this, tried to think about those details. And this like, is a guy doing this. Just a guy. And, and, and he rides around in a motorcycle. He's got this, like... Basically, muscle car. It's not anything crazy, you right. know, from another universe car. It's a souped-up muscle car that he put, like, a jet engine on. which Some great technology, but he's got the money right. to afford that, so even that's believable. Right. And so, I just, like I said, it it was just so, you know... it Fresh. Yeah. And, and to that point, though, you're talking about the technology. I like the fact that they... It, it, I've, I've watched, like, some Batman documentaries. about Batman's always been kind of, like one step ahead of what actual technology is available to sure, us. So it's really cool that it's not just like a grappling hook or whatever. They introduced this whole concept of these contact lenses that record everything that he's oh, seeing. Yeah. And I, I just, I liked that aspect of it where they're like, okay, in 2022, what does the world's greatest detective have technology that's bleeding, leading edge technology that doesn't exist anywhere yet? Like the kind of things you'd know. be introduced to in James Bond movies. Ex- exact, perfect. Yes, right. the the parallels between those. Yeah, and and because I mean Adam West's even the stuff he was using was like just like at the time. Obviously now we laugh at it, but right. at the time it was like wow, that's a really cool technology. And then it's like he had a phone in his car. Yeah, you know, right? Like at that time that was cutting that, edge technology. Right. Like oh God, nobody yeah. had a phone in their right. car. Yeah. Like that that's insane. But, Who has a phone but it was in their still car? somewhat believable. I mean, yeah. It, but, but that's exactly what I'm saying. It's it was like, one it's, step ahead only, not yes. too far that you yes. just couldn't believe it. He didn't. He wasn't flying around in a spaceship, you right. know, with rocket boosters on his back or anything like that. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. I guess anything else? Anything else that we didn't cover that you wanted to mention uh, about? I, I think if we covered the synopsis and. I mean, we, we basically did. I mean, yeah. I, I, oh, was there an end credit scene? 
So the end credit scene, I I'm the type of guy that goes on YouTube and watches like a hundred different Easter eggs you missed. Oh it. right. And that there credit, was one. All, yeah. So what it is is um, throughout the movie they decipher every single letter of the alphabet except for like one or two. Oh yeah. It directs you to a website because that's the other thing that we didn't even talk about with this marketing. Matt Reeves and the marketing team they actually put out clues. Before the movie even came out, oh, okay. for people to like go and decipher, Easter like there egg. was like this whole like like Easter egg hunt that was going on in the trailers and on like a dedicated website, like the Joker, the Joker had a dedicated website that you can go to right now, really, that has like things that were being updated and like weird clues and riddles. So okay. it was like this th- whole thing of like again, just like guerrilla marketing, anticipatory, type, you know. Like right. leading up to the movie. So if you went to that website, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what, it, what I forget what the word was, or there was like a phrase at the end, and then it just quickly flashed the website, like Joker's website. There was something about or Riddler's website. It was something about the Joker, though. There oh. was something. So, yeah, it's again, it just was even even more to dissect and right. get into. Yeah, because like, it wasn't it wasn't a know. long end credit scene, but yeah, it was just more like, which makes you think. If nothing else, you can go further into this movie and yeah. concepts, but it does. Kind they of, didn't tease anything for a, a sequel. No, and I, and it I, didn't. But it still I, makes you think as much as they put it even into that that you got to figure they're going to milk this. It, but but that being said, I I appreciate the fact that they're like we don't know what we're going to do yet. Right. We're not going to rush this. Right. So we it are going to take. It might be a one and done, but we don't know. Yeah. yeah. If 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 it leads us, if we go into a sequel or a trilogy. It seems like, and I know this one took a long time because of, they had issues. Like their, the original concept was completely different. Oh. So what this movie ended up being, I think that they've realized and, and learned from their mistakes of what happened in the e- DCEU right now, or that they early on made mistakes of, and they're they're saying we're not going to rush this. We're like we teased the Joker. You know, at the end with his, you know, voice or whatever. Right. But we are not going to commit MCU style. This thing happened. Well, they're not established know. enough to be able to do that. MCU, no. you already they're, they're more than in the middle of it. I mean, they've established themselves. It's a thing now. But even even Iron Man had an end credit scene, I think. Oh, right. yeah, I guess. So I guess. But they they must have already. Oh, they had a plan. Right. Yeah, they yeah. sat down and all this was in place. Yeah. They knew where they were going. Whereas I'm not sure DC. No. Maybe they do no. now, but they haven't. That's why, like, this movie and The Joker, two of my favorite of all the Batman shows, movies that yeah, I've seen. Right. Because they were so well done. Even if Joker was one and done and doesn't end up being in, included in this. Yeah. It was just yeah. by itself. It's, it's just such a good movie. And, and. I appreciate You're finally that. Doing I would a level of quality that you want to see, you know. I would rather wait as long as we did for this movie and get this movie good quality, than just yeah. to have them just, Mass you know, and crap. it like, like why? Like you almost, you just feel like frustrated with it, right. you know. So it's such a. I, I mean, know. this is the oldest comic book here, book hero. Mm-hmm. No, Superman's older, but, but I mean, the second yeah. oldest, and you, you're abusing it you're just mutilating yeah it yeah often. you you have a response I, I think and i don't want to get too sentimental about it but you have a responsibility if you're going to be making a batman movie or tv show right you have a responsibility to the fans decades. um it's very similar to uh marvel it's very similar to 
Star Wars in that respect that you have this certain like you owe it to just the franchise in general. Forget about the fans. You owe it to the franchise to do something that is worth making. Because this has been around almost twice as long as Star Wars has. Yeah. Batman. I mean, and like that's World War Two. I mean. Well, and I'm even, you know, like, I'm lucky enough to have these fans, you know, these fandoms that I, I follow of Batman and Marvel and Star Wars, where they are making this, even this many years later, these fresh new concepts right. and con- content. Whereas, like, you think about it, like, there's plenty of people who are Ghostbusters, and they didn't make it, that's a bad example. They just made a new movie. Right. But, like, certain certain fandoms, it's like, you, you got your 80s trilogy and that was it yeah, you know it's not there's nothing coming you know the, it in, in there's something special about batman and marvel and star wars where it can be something that crosses generations it's a galaxy it, it's a universe like, it, yeah galaxy the universe there's a lot of storylines that can happen in an entire universe obviously. yeah well in in the comics aspects of it in the movies or just the books right. and the stories that have have been just ha- that have happened outside of movies already it's just i mean like not to like again not to get too sentimental about it but it's just it's really cool to see something like this an ip cuz it's a property it's just you know like anything else but it's able to have such a longevity that you just don't necessarily see, you know. And with and, Batman, none know. of this is new material. No. I mean, these characters, all of them, without exception, have been around since I mean, not long after the, World War II. Even I mean, down to the the gangster, the Italian gangster. I mean, they're still using their same names. Right, you know? so like Star Wars is inventing new characters. MCU, I, I think these all come from the comic books, but those yeah. comic books are only 20, 30 years old, a lot of them. Oh, really? Like, okay, yeah, yeah, like Deadpool's yeah. only been around since like the 80s. Yeah. I think so. I mean, those are newer characters. This stuff from Batman is World War Two, man. Yeah, and it's been around a long time. And I none mean, of it's new, the and fa- yet they're still finding new ways to show it. The fact that your grandpa or great grandpa could have been as a, much of a fan as Batman as you right. in two thousand twenty-two, yeah, as my daughter will be able to be, like. That's a that's that says something about the franchise and without introducing new characters. <laughs> right. It's amazing. Right. Yeah. I mean, throughout the years they've introduced, but they've stuck so close to what the original content is. Most you of know. them are the, the, the Riddler the, or the Joker mainly, but the, the Riddler, the Catwoman, yeah. the Penguin, those guys have been around since exactly. the, the 50s at the early, latest. Yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah, it's again Great movie. I mean, we don't review. I mean, usually we don't try, we try to spend an hour and a half on movies we don't like. But right. this was this was something that was worth seeing, worth watching. If you don't see it in the theaters multiple times, you know it's it's. There's a lot of layers. There's a lot of little Easter eggs of things. There's a lot of just in general, you know, like most movies have been. I mean, even to the fact that um, I saw something that you know his apartment, the Riddler's apartment, was right above the Iceberg Lounge, like. That we found that out when he right. shot uh, Falcone. Well, you see him in his apartment with like a green light on. Yeah. Earlier on in the movie. Yeah. Like even like they were they were hinting at like you could see his outline or whatever, but it was so you know dark and just it, it just couldn't snapshot. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, it's yeah. 
It's, it was awesome. Rewatchability is is very you know, you may have to split it up into two or three. Right, especially times. for a movie that long, you might have yet to, to get everything and have a full understanding. Even though it wasn't overwhelming, again, yeah. you might have to watch it a couple times. But yeah, yeah, it's, so, it's if you like done. true crime, if you like Batman, if you like good movies, just lots of demographics. Yeah. yeah. So, anything else you wanted to? No, no, I, I'm just um, feeling old. So. Real quick before we sign off stop hit pause or stop um what uh you you had mentioned i think on the monty and mickey page but what you got a new you got a podcast that you're collaborating with yeah me and a me and a buddy that i've known since junior high um he's a he's a published author in fact he just wrote his second book um mostly based well both are based on um the history of wisconsin one's the fox cities and the second one's a little further i'm not exactly sure yet because i haven't seen the book but um, he and I are doing a true crime type macabre dark side of Wisconsin podcast called Badger Bazaar. Just talking about, I mean, obvious things like Jeffrey Dahmer and and Ed Gein, um, but also like the the Talian, Talies and West Death in a Prairie House, which is Frank Lloyd Wright's house that was burned down and there was a mass slaughter there from one of his servants. I mean, it's pretty horrific story. And then there's a haunted house up in spring green or uh up northern wisconsin called summer wind so we're covering all those kinds of different yeah. stories and it's it's very different from this podcast which is nice because you t- start talking about that really dark stuff even though yeah. we get dark on here this is fictional at least that stuff kind of grounds you and you know gives you a gut punch a little bit so it's nice Great. to go into to fiction a little bit so go and listen to mickey's new podcast and yeah. then listen to ours to, to, to lighten to, it up to a lighten little. it up a except little. for this one where we talked about true crime a lot. <laughs> um but no i mean that that's perfect i mean i mean anybody that is paying attention clearly true crime is very popular right now right, well, i would say that on its own even if i didn't know you or know anything about you i this is the type of podcast these are the type that's the type of podcast that i listen to just in my personal life right i mean so it's, it's i'm listening to based. that type of thing and yeah exactly the wisconsin so aspect niche. Like, anytime I hear Wisconsin mentioned in a podcast, I'm like, hey. Oh, yeah. But you know. I think even people outside of Wisconsin are going to be, like, because they might go, oh, our state has some kind of history like yeah. that. Yeah. Because there's a lot of screwed up stuff in the history of Wisconsin. So there's right. a lot of stories awaiting. Anytime people are around, there's usually right. screwed that's up weird. things that happen. Common denominator, That's yeah. what, that's what uh, one of our, I think my pastor had said one time is that, the biggest problem with church is that people come to it, you know. So it's like <laughs> the pastor said that. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, that would, like like tongue in cheek, like clearly, mouth. like like basically his whole thing is like, in again, goes to your point. Like people settled Wisconsin. There was you know even before that, and Native Americans that lived here. Is that whenever people are around, there's going to be conflict. <laughs> right. And there's going to be people arguing. There's going to be th- you know issues that happen, and. More so, my pastor was talking about, like, don't be surprised when people are arguing about stupid crap because right. it's just human nature. Stupid so. crap. So when the serious matters come into play, then <laughs> yeah. it really becomes a big deal. Yeah. So, so how about you? Yes. Anything new with you? Um, no, I just kind of, again, doing the 3D printing thing, kind of, you know, dabbling in the action figure, you know, photography still, trying to, trying to, you know, put together things as much as I can with, you know, three kids running around. Maybe you um, put an Instagram post on our on the facebook page i should i I'm, i mean got, it's all star wars based it's all it's amazing the, the photographs are <laughs> so cool director thank you thank you uh 
I was waiting for my because I was going to put a post on our fit, Monty. I was waiting for a hundred followers on Instagram because I'm at ninety right now, mm. and I was waiting for so you 10 have more, more on there than we do on here. <laughs> Go figure. Maybe, um, but I wanted to wait till I got to the one hundred and be like, well, I'm not that weird because at least the other hundred hundred other people think that I you know am interesting enough to follow me. So right. here you go. I was going to put it on the Monty and Mickey Facebook. Weirdness loves fight, company. So. Yeah. Well, um, maybe that'll introduce new people to ours because yeah. we don't have that many yet. So. That's true. That's true. I could I could probably even post on the Instagram. And it's Star Wars. Yeah. We've talked about that once or twice. A couple times, so yeah. So it might have some relevance to whatever. My point. my daughter just had a Star Wars-themed, uh, and I, I was just the roadie really setting it up and taking <laughs> it down, but my wife did all the planning. Um, but my daughter had a Star Wars-themed third birthday party. And Your daughter. Guy, that's so cool. <laughs> The guy who we found out later he was the owner, but he was, like, working at this, like, it's Monkey Joe's. It's like a mm-hmm. Chuck E. Cheese kind of thing. Right. He was just so happy. He was just like, these uh, decorations are so cool. And, like, Michaela put, you know, like a you know, bunch of stuff up on the walls. And we brought our, our twins with knitted, you know, R2-D2 and Yoda hat. And, like, so, yeah. Th- and that's because that's so. what Joy wanted. Your three-year-old, that's what she wanted. Yeah, I – Yes. Is that fading away a little bit? No, 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 no. She she still likes Star Wars. It's more so like she wanted it because I've exposed her well, to you've it. you know, influenced it, her. Yeah. yeah. But so, you're a parent. That's what happens. So it's like, you know, if I would have done Marvel or DC more, you know, she probably would have wanted that just as much. Or unicorns so, and, and fairies. It, exactly. Because right. yeah. you know me. I like to <laughs> kick back and have a brewski and watch My Little Pony. When I'm by myself, I put my unicorn cut. Pajamas on and <coughs> watch Hello Kitty. We admitting too much um, stuff. Tonight? Do we have time? We have as much time as we want. Right. No, we don't. I gotta get upstairs. Anyways, <laughs> um, but no, I was just gonna say no. I'm not gonna. That's a whole other can of worms we can talk about. There, there's kids, I guess, in in high schools now that are identifying as animals and then yeah, like wanting a really litter fun. box in the school yeah. so that they can go to the bathroom in that. So and it's not a joke or a well, see. And if you're under God. 18, just stop listening right now because we're getting some adult content. Well, they but, probably just disregard us as stupid <coughs> adults anyways. Um, but I always thought that was like a weird like sexual preference thing, like the whole like furry thing. Right. Where it's like you dress up as a dog or cat and you know have Role relations. Role-playing type of thing, yeah. Exactly. Right. This is like takes it to another level. Like they're not – it's not just like a sexual preference thing. It's like they're – They see they themselves are, as a cat. Like, it's like a – I, it's like the whole, yeah. It's a it's, so like yeah. a, a female being like trapped a, in a man's tra- body is a little. That's a little understandable to some degree. I mean, whether you agree with that or not, I I, I like to see other people's points of view before I start judging, right? Because I, I try not to judge at all. That was a really stupid way to say that, <laughs> but I mean, it's a little different when you're going from species to species, yeah. though. So I, yeah, I'm not trying to downplay anything, so I'm not going to say much more. But well. it sounds a little crazy. If nothing else, I, I'm not a cat, and I know. I no, you, no, I'm not. I, I I'm gonna draw a hard line on that. Uh, I guess I, you I know. Kinda, kinda I, I, I'm, I'm okay with saying no, no. I I'm, I'm not, not gonna start putting a uh, litter box for one of my friends in the house. I, right. Just anyways. Yeah. So I don't know how we we've gone too far. That. Well, that's so. what we do. We go too far. <laughs> so that was perfect segue. Right. On that note. <laughs> Getting old is mandatory. But growing up is optional. Thanks, guys.
kind of creepy person you have at the end of your show now.